Hi, welcome back to episode three of Call of Beauty. I'm Estella Weeks, this episode's host, and I'm joined by Elle, Emma, and Ellie. Emma's going to introduce to us our first topic today, which is women's body image throughout history, how it's changed, how it changes as you age, and we'll hear some personal thoughts about it. In this episode, we're really diving in to women-oriented workouts, what's marketed towards women, and overall women's health and body image. What is the definition of physical fitness? For many women worldwide, this has been a difficult subject. While many women now view exercising as beneficial, this wasn't always the case. It was actually discouraged for women to exercise throughout the 1950s and 60s. In the 1950s and 1960s, exercise was considered pretty taboo for women. There were fears that it could damage her or actually make her uterus fall out, and sweat was considered taboo and unladylike. Fitness icons like Jane Fonda, Lottie Burke, and Bonnie Pruden encouraged women to move their bodies and work toward physical fitness. However, this was also accompanied by heightened expectations on women to maintain a specific body type regardless of their age, which many felt they couldn't meet. I wanted to sit down and speak with somebody who's very active in the fitness realm, so I decided to speak to my mom, Claire Loftus. We all don't look like we did when we were 20s, and if you're just going to keep shooting for that ideal when you're 20, you're not going to be happy. I like to surround myself with people my age, you know, and younger too, but are older. That's not that important. Health is more important, I think, than what you look like. It's more a focus on being healthy than looking good, especially probably in my late 40s and now. It's more of a mental health thing to work out for my mental health, stress relief, and also to just remain healthy so I can walk and stuff. It's not to be seen or look good in leggings. Ann Fister says for her, it's all about community. Times that I have done exercise and they were aerobic, I loved it, but it was a class of women and they're women that are in their mid seventies mm-hmm. to their eighties and they're fit and they're healthy. And not only that, they're having fun and they go to the class and everybody visits with each other. So that's really important mm-hmm. too. That's what mm-hmm. draws, that's a huge draw is that you become friends. And mm-hmm. even if you're not friends, you love chatting with each other. The social aspect, the social aspect mm-hmm. of, of it is huge. Are you ready to do the workout? Stand with your feet a little more than hip distance apart. Stomach tight, buttock pulled in. Pull out of your torso and head right to and back to left. She says finding a supportive group can also eliminate feelings of loneliness. That group of people at the gym is important because as the older we get and we're alone, it is lonely and I never thought that would happen. I never thought, and you're right about, I want social and, and going to the gym and being around vital people that, you, that are your age is a great social place to be. And if you do it every day, even for an hour, it's huge. And it takes a piece of loneliness because loneliness is huge. And I realize that now. Isabel Lucan acknowledges the challenges social media has brought about in terms of dietary stress. 
Social media has had such a huge impact because you see all of these influencers who are like, oh, like, let me show you what I eat in a day. And whether that's, you know, healthy food or not healthy food, it doesn't matter. That's still, you know, impacting because people are seeing like, oh, well, if this person's eating this, like, obviously that makes it okay or I want to look like them. So I'll eat like that or I'll eat this. It's definitely been rising, trending, whatever on um, social media. And it's one of those things that, that makes me laugh a little bit because I've seen it as girl dinner where it's like a button, a goldfish, and like a carrot stick. And then I've seen some where it's like two bowls of pasta and like a salad, an entire pizza, and like a two liter bottle of root beer. And uh, the, both are just on the extremes. And I think it just kind of idealizes these false expectations of like and by by umbrella blanketing it as girl dinner that means like if you're a girl like this is what you should be eating for dinner and so whether you're seeing you know huge amounts of food or like <laughs> barely food it, it just sets really unrealistic expectations i call this girl dinner meet the girl dinner a tiktok sensation that has women everywhere saying dinner, dinner for I one girl dinner girl dinner it's a supper made of snacks quickly thrown together on evenings alone. No cooking, no cleanup, only indulgence. Girl dinner! Girl dinner! Lucan is a former dancer. She says body image has always been problematic for her. It's really hard to watch other people who have the body type that you want perform better than you and so you associate that with like your body and like what you're doing and that it's a you problem and like it just creates a very unhealthy environment i really thought that because i didn't have a dancer body that i was never going to be a professional ballerina that because of that i was less skilled and less capable and because of that I enabled myself to perform lesser than I could have because I had I, I gaslighted myself into believing that. Amanda Vogel of IDEA Health and Fitness Association says it should go without saying that women must be viewed as qualified and equal players in the fitness industry. They are unquestionably capable of leading successfully from the highest ranks. It's also time to stop judging women's worth in fitness by some ideal of a fit appearance. I'm Emma Rakovic. Just as bodies go in and out of style, workouts have been known to do the same. A recent phenomenon in the health industry has been Pilates, and studios have been popping up in cities everywhere. Ellie spoke with a Pilates enthusiast and got her perspective on the trend. Hi everyone, I'm Marley. I'm a student at the University of Utah who studies film and I'm so excited to talk about Pilates today. To jump right in, I want to get real about pol what Pilates really is, why it's an effective workout, and the reason behind its popularity as a female-centric workout. So what inspired you to start your fitness journey? So growing up, I was a dancer, and part of being a dancer is training and conditioning. Um, so what really put me on Pilates is just kind of the style of workouts, very similar to dance and how we would do certain movements. We did a lot of focus on the core because the core is super important in dance. So um, I really just kind of drew from being a dancer that kind of just like traveled into my um, workout routine and all of that. Um, I wanted to keep it kind of the same just because it's what I knew. 
Um, and so my exercise has been very like dance related ever since I stopped dancing. That totally makes sense. Um, what would you say, like, what is Pilates to you? Pilates to me would definitely be a workout that works everything in your body. Not a single muscle is left out when you do Pilates. Um, but also Pilates to me, it's always typically done in a group setting. Um, so I think it's really motivating to do it in a group setting. I think Pilates motivates me to be the best version of myself because you're in, not only are you working out, but you're also like just in a community. Um, and so that's really special to me. So why would you recommend that other women try Pilates? I think um, it's just a great community to join Pilates studios, especially because a lot of them are very women-centered. And obviously going to the gym is scary because there are a lot of men there. Um, and it's just intimidating. It's intimidating to go to the gym because you're kind of on your own. You have to figure out how to use machines. Not once have I ever gone to the weight room at a gym because I don't know how to use it. And there's a lot of people there. And, like, it's not a very safe comforting environment so people might look at you funny or things like that whereas in pilates like if you don't know how to use a machine you don't know how to do something no one's gonna bat an eye the instructor will take care of you she'll she or he will make sure that you're confident in what you're doing and if you're not they'll just adjust the workout for you it's very like the community is just super friendly and super good to people who just aren't typically like who haven't worked out before who have never used weights before I had literally never used weights before Pilates and I was scared for my life but they made it such an easy transition for me that I honestly don't even think twice about it now um so I think for women especially who are kind of intimidated to go to the gym but they really want to find a good way to exercise get their body moving I think Pilates would be the best choice for them especially because you'll end up just making really great friends in the classes. You'll be meeting a lot of cool people and you'll just be supported throughout all of it, which I think is super important, especially as a woman, like where you're kind of like set to the standard of having like this typical ideal body to be in a room with women that are all there just to like do it for themselves, not other people is really motivating. And it's what's motivated me to keep going to Pilates and doing it for myself. It seems to be a common theme that ex-dancers gravitate towards Pilates and other low-impact movement-based workouts. However, it also seems to be that these dance environments don't promote the healthiest body images for young girls. We sat down as a group and discussed the relationships we had with our bodies and what impacts it has had on us. I'm Estella Weeks. I'm Emma Rakovic. I'm Mel Crossley. I'm Ellie Toner. The first time that I ever saw my body as something that was needing to change was when I was 10. And I remember I was probably like 80 pounds. You know, you're 10 years old. You, I didn't have any measurements of a woman. I was still a little girl. And I remember being at dance class and I would stand with my feet parallel and like the insides of my thighs would just touch a tiny bit. And the only social media I had when I was 10 was Pinterest, but there was a pin that said something along the lines of like, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And then I would see all the thigh gap things. And I remember when I was 10, I would work out in my room at like 10 o'clock at night after my parents would go to bed and I would lay on the floor on my side and like lift my legs up like 
to work out my inner thighs because I wanted a thigh gap really bad. And it's just crazy to me that I was 10 and I was comparing my body to women or girls that were probably doing unhealthy things to get their bodies to look like that. But yeah, when did you guys become aware of your body? Like what age did you guys see it as something other than your like vessel? Well, I mean, I grew up as a dancer too. And I feel like most girls that grow up dancing can vouch that that is like from as early. I can't pinpoint an exact moment, but like as early as I can remember, you're spending multiple hours a week in front of a mirror in front of other girls in like skin tight clothes and for me I'm super tall so that was like the first thing that always stood out to me like I looked at the other girls that were dancing and they were all tiny itty bitty like half my height and I'd be dancing with girls my same age but I'd look like two years older and that was like one of my biggest insecurities because it was just like I don't look the way that I should and just like going off that too like I was never super muscular and I'd see the other girls that I was dancing next to that were like, we're all in like athletic shorts and they have these like leg muscles that I never had and like muscles on their calves. And I just remember uh, probably in like fifth grade before dance every single day, I would set a time for 45 minutes and I'd just do like lunges and squats and like calf raises because I was like, I need to look more muscular if I want to be a good dancer. I also grew up dancing. So definitely like I was like super like, aware of my body because of that, um, I would say probably started in, like, early middle school, so I was, like, 12 or 13 or something, and I did a lot of ballet and, like, competition dance, like, during that time, and I was dancing every day for hours and hours after school and just in a tiny leotard, like, standing in front of a mirror, like, all day, like, all afternoon, and I would definitely, like, look in the mirror and like compare myself to the other girls in the class and like I would look at like everyone's like bodies in the mirror and I I saw myself um like in my head comparing like myself to everyone else at like such a young age and I don't think that would have happened if I like didn't do dance even though we were all like super young super fit and healthy and like we all like looked great but I feel like everyone in my class like had similar thoughts going through their head so what does a healthy and beautiful body mean to you that's definitely one of the most interesting questions just because it's different for like everyone you know um to me a healthy beautiful body is um where i'm exercising frequently i'm eating the right kinds of foods i'm not eating junk food i'm making well-balanced meals while still treating myself you know it's not illegal to have like a cookie or something every now and then um and it's when i look in the mirror and i'm not fixated on certain parts of my body that needs to be fixed or i'm not looking at food saying oh like i shouldn't be eating this or that because it's going to do xyz to my body so to me a healthy beautiful body is when i just don't really even think about it like I just kind of look at myself and this is me you know I could probably name like seven quotes off the top of my head like a moment on the on the lips a lifetime on the hips like quotes like that that were so pertinent in my childhood and bodies go in and out of fashion in the I don't I'm not gonna say what year but a long time ago the bigger you were and if you had 
you know, when when they would do the statues, like the Greek statues, women had voluptuous, regular, normal women bodies, and they'd have like a stomach and hips and thighs. And it was that was considered beautiful at the time. And that could mean you had money to eat. And if you were skinny, it wasn't seen as beautiful because that means you were poor and you didn't have money to, you know, attain a body that was healthy. And so for us to see the like eras of heroin chic where in the 60s where you were supposed to look like a boy and then it was Victoria's Secret Angels and you have big boobs and really small body. It's just interesting how for men, I've really never seen their bodies go in and out of fashion so much. And that goes with their exercise regimen too. Women are expected to like follow up with all these trends and follow up with the body trends. And it's so expensive to do that. Like Pilates is such an expensive membership to have if you do have a membership. And usually gyms that just are like weightlifting gyms are, you know, you can get them for as cheap as $10 in a month. And Pilates is upwards of two $300. So it's more expensive for women to follow with these ways to make their body like tailored to what the time wants it to be. Girl dinner is a phrase made popular by TikTok where girls will eat virtually anything and call it dinner. Emma expressed some of her own experiences when it comes to eating and how harmful these phrases can be for women. I feel like a lot of my friends and I like really struggle, like this is a whole different topic, but like eating consistently, like skipping meals and I don't know, like that's so normalized with my friends. It's just like, oh, I haven't eaten anything today. It's five o'clock. Or like, oh, today I ate like a salad and that's it. And it's just so normal and we don't think anything of it. And it's almost like sad. And I feel like it's been, for me, a bigger issue, especially in college because I'm broke and I am so busy that I like forget to like take care of myself and like fuel my body. I don't know. I just think it's so sad. And like the whole girl dinner thing, um, I think that's so hard, especially for young girls and like really any age because it's like what are you supposed to, like what are you supposed to eat like what's good what's bad it's just so hard yeah i think that going off of what you said where it's like becoming a normal thing to like be like, oh i haven't eaten all day i know that i've had friends too where that was almost something like admirable to say where like they'd say that and you'd be like oh, why didn't i do that like why did i eat like oh no that's so bad but it's like literally what like you have to do that to survive and just I think that the role of like fitness and nutrition just the way it's portrayed to us from a young age just completely like can ruin the entire objective of both of them because like once again I mean even hearing from Marley's perspective about Pilates like she does it because it feels empowering it creates a sense of community she enjoys it and that's how fitness should be you shouldn't be working out because you have to to look a certain way. You should be working out because it makes you happy, It because it's fun and it's enjoyable to get up and move your body. You shouldn't be eating a certain way, or I guess not eating a certain way, because other people around you are doing that and you want to look like that. You want to do this. Like Nutrition is important because it like gives you the energy to go throughout the day, and I feel like that's one of the biggest downsides to the way that women's body has I mean women's beauty has just been negatively impacted by like media and social media and just you know celebrities movie stars and stuff like that it completely like taints these huge outlets in like in our lives that could benefit us in so many ways and just flips it around completely into a way that just does more 
hurt. So when was the last time everyone fell for a workout trend? Honestly, I feel like I've fallen for just about all of them to some degree. I mean, I've had social media since I was in mid, like junior high, middle school. And, you know, that might not be the best thing, but who knows. But, like, I've hopped on the trend for, you know, like, during the pandemic, the YouTube workouts, like, Chloe Ting abs, um, and, you know, like, Pilates is, like, even as we talked about in the interview, it's just a huge deal now. And that's kind of, like, the main workout, I feel like, for women that's being targeted towards uh, women. And guilty as charged. I love it. I've tried it out, and it's enjoyable for me i have not fallen for the trend but i think it is like interesting to see how girls are so normalized for becoming like gym rats now i feel like going to the gym and lifting heavy weights was honestly something that only boys would do up until the past couple of years where it's like boys want a gym rat girlfriend and it's like normalized to go to the gym and lift heavy weights and squat really heavy and for girls to have a different kind of body and it's like a strong, muscly body. I think I personally haven't fallen for that like trend, but it is, I would say, trendy because it's not something that's timeless and women for years and years have been doing it. I know there's been female bodybuilders, but this is a different type of like gym activity. I think it's crazy. Like I know in like um, an audio clip I listened to that the like women like it was encouraged for them not to work out just because, like, sweat was taboo. It wasn't ladylike. Also, like, how um, people believe, like, their uterus could fall out um, if they, you know, were working out too hard. I don't know. I think that's just, it's changed so much over time, like, the idea of women working out and, like, fitness um, and being healthy. And I think, like, it's just really interesting to see that evolution. It's important to encourage women to keep their minds and bodies healthy without prejudice and judgment. Society as a whole has become more accepting, but it goes without saying that social media can perpetuate ideas of how women are supposed to look and what they need to do to achieve that. Being healthy means something different to everyone, and as long as we encourage one another, we are bound to expand that definition. I'm Cell Weeks, and thank you for listening into episode three of Call of Beauty.